And now, an extremely political interview with Drew, our sound engineer. Okay, so this week we wanted to interview Drew, who is basically the only straight white man for miles in this studio, especially at this time when we record at night. Uh, So, hi, Drew. Hello. Um, We wanted to see how much you've learned being on set of The Bossy Show so far. We're eight episodes in. (laughs) So, Drew. Yeah. What do you think are the biggest issues right now facing us, like me and Carmen? Oh, facing you and Carmen. Yeah. Okay. So this is not like, like, like political landscape. This is just like personally political. I mean, yeah. the personal yeah. is political. Right. Personal yeah. So what's the biggest problems facing you two? Yeah. I think it's the fact that Carmen's very loud sometimes. <laughs> so my question for mm-hmm. you is, um, fuck, Mary, lock her up. Yeah. Jill, Carmen, Hillary Clinton. Kill Carmen Hillary Clinton in the order of fuck Mary Locker up. Yeah. Oh God. See, this is a weird one because I have to not only see you again, I have to see you for like the next three hours. We figured like kill was too serious, but it's a for, little serious. But we left we left fucking here. I don't know. Yeah. No, we figured I'm, that I'm wasn't sorry, weird at all. I that have we... to lock you up, what? Carmen. You have to get locked up. You are the lockup. You are the lockup. Lock I'd, me I would, up. and I lock think me up. lock you up. You're locked up. You are now officially locked up. <laughs> wow. And it's t- I-, I have to marry Hillary Clinton. Wow. Whoa. You're gonna fuck Jill? <laughs> that is yeah. so inappropriate. Drew. You, hey, you're, you're the disgusting. one who asked the question. Wow. You're the one who asked she the question. She is like a full year your senior. I know. And I'm gay. Wow. I am like, really happy though that he said marry Hillary Clinton. Like that's yes. that's very respectful. Yeah. Yes. Which we, is you know it's kind of like locking her yeah. up in a loving way. Drew, what is the most interesting piece of gossip you've picked up from us in the studio? That's a hard question. There's so much. I know. And Pick wow. one. To be honest, like I tuned so much of it out. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you engage with us every week about like our dating lives oh, and yeah. just our like lives. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I do. I uh, I like to engage. Honestly, the most interesting piece of gossip I found out was, or the funniest, I would say, is the one where you. That was the best one. That was the best one. We'll bleep it. That was the best one. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Reyes. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The The Bossy Bossy Show. Coming up, we're talking to Caleb Worthy about climate change. Plus, we're checking in with Shilpa Joshi, the organizing director for Renew Oregon. My name is Shilpa Joshi. I'm the organizing director for Renew Oregon. Renew Oregon is a coalition of environment, uh, community of color groups, public health, uh, faith, labor unions, and businesses across the state of Oregon that are working together to pass big policy on climate, greenhouse gas emissions reductions, 
and uh, clean energy and renewable solutions. In terms of the broad scope of what we're facing right now, what do you think the biggest threats to the environment are in a Trump administration? So what we do know about climate change is that um, with the amount of greenhouse gas, the amount of greenhouse gas emissions currently in the atmosphere and the amount that we're continuing to put in every day, we are locking ourselves in um, to a two degrees centimeter, like two degrees Celsius to four degrees Celsius um, raise in global temperatures, and that has massive implications, which is around 8 to 10 degrees Fahrenheit on average. Um, it's a massive increase in um, warming, and that has implications on sea level rise, so coastal communities. Um, 90% of the world's population lives on a coast and um, has huge implications for how we raise our food. And so one of the, the most terrifying things that I think we've seen out of the Trump administration is beyond, um, the, I think, scare tactics of decommissioning the Environmental Protection Agency um, is he basically has voted in an entire block or he has he's nominated and ha- is getting confirmed an entire block of uh, fossil fuel executives. So um, while the government in the past has been in the pocket of the fossil fuel industry, it is now firmly rooted in their um, right hand. So Rex Tillerson is the CEO um, former CEO of ExxonMobil, one of the most uh, damaging uh, greenhouse gas giants um, on the planet. Um, ExxonMobil is responsible for uh, suppressing information around climate change as early as the 1970s when they knew um, the world was warming and was on the current trajectory, but they suppressed that information from scientists. When Trump is um, pushing forward pipeline projects that have been dead in the water for years now, like the Keystone XL pipeline, that's worrisome because it's not so much the pipeline is going to be built and the potential for spills in um, communities that it traverses through is really terrifying for native populations, for farmers, um, for communities all along that pipeline. But what it also means is that there is now an exit point for a massive amount of fossil fuel to be excavated from the ground, piped to different burn sources and burned. Um, So um, coal, for example, is another industry that we have uh, started decommissioning um, we don't need coal anymore, and the coal that we are using is much harder to get to. You have to literally blow apart entire mountains in order to get at these tiny coal seams um, in West Virginia and other places in the United States. And um, Donald Trump is saying, you know what? You deserve to have those coal jobs um, in coal country, and we're going we're gonna to bring that, we're going to revive that dying industry um, despite, you know, the very loud... Um, push back against that from not only just environmentalists, but for people in the community in places that were formerly coal country that would love to work in renewables or, or as, you know, develop some other sort of workforce. So it's, I think those are the most terrifying things. It's the, it's the pushing through of pipeline and fossil fuel infrastructure projects, um, despite massive outcry uh, from communities like um, at Standing Rock, um, like along the Keystone XL pipeline, um, and like at export uh, stations across the coast, on the west and east coast, and um, the terrifying reality that that will have for decades to come um, if all that stuff is dug up and burned. We are here with Caleb Worthy. You know him from Austin and Alley, which is the best show of all time. Oh, well, thank uh, you. 
amongst many other things, he's an amazing guy. Caleb, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're so excited to be here. I don't think we've ever had somebody with like this energy come yeah. here. I'm so oh, excited really? to see everyone so excited. I know. It's like really lit in the studio tonight. Yeah, I've it really is. been looking forward to this. And I'm not I'm not just saying that. I really have been. Oh. We've been texting, we've been emailing, we've even been Twitter messaging each wow, other. We have. It started on Twitter. Yeah. You know, we have guests sometimes who are like passionate and want to come on the show and like learn things and then there's also like the category of guests like Caleb who know more than us and like come on and they're like super passionate and like are teaching us things well thank you (laughs) I will say though I mean like I feel sometimes like that's such a huge uh problem that Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't know anything Right. And there's so many people that that know so much, like scientists and professors and politicians. It's called and imposter like, syndrome, well, Caleb. Yeah. It, what, what is that? It's like when you Like think... when you clearly know something or have a skill, but you like refuse to believe that you do. It's like you feel inadequate, even though like you do know You things. feel like you don't belong in the spaces that you like have earned access to. Like you're like, oh, I got here by accident. like because someone quit and I have this job. Like it's not because I'm good at my job. It's because of like all these other things. When that, like you're clearly brilliant and amazing. You that have great is true. Hair. Well, I mean, I, I do have that syndrome. Tilda Swinton was originally Des in Austin Alley. And then when she quit, I got the job. So I've always kind of felt like. <laughs> I looked at you so seriously for a second. And I was like, no, she was not. <laughs> She was, oh. and she was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Okay, so you're here to talk about climate change. He's actually going to educate me and Carmen a little bit, uh, which is um, different than us usually woman-splaining to our guests. Yeah, are you going to mansplain? No, he's just going to explain. Oh, that's what he's we a nice done. guy. He's a mansplain. Okay, so we want to talk to you a little bit about climate change before we jump into our game, which is... Blow the Yeah. A game that we played with Alexis G. Zoll when she was on the show... But that was blow Alexis's mind. Now we're going to see if Calum can blow our mind. What? Uh, so, Calum, why is climate change something that you care so much about? Uh, I care about it because the climate crisis affects everything we've ever known. And I just feel like there's it's the greatest challenge that he, mankind has ever faced. And I also think it's the greatest opportunity mankind has ever had as well. Because in any great challenge, there also becomes great opportunity as well. And uh, especially for the youth, I really think it's it's the most empowering time to be a young person because we really can help save the world right now. Um, and whether you support the climate movement or you don't, you will help uh, or uh, you will assist in changing the world. The only question is if you'll do it for good or bad. Yeah. When we spoke on the phone earlier wow. today, you said something that left me so shook when you were like, if we are this generation are able to solve um, you know, the climate crisis, then we will go down as the greatest generation of all time. And I was like, oh, my God. Absolutely. And it's really true. I mean, if you look at our grandparents who had to face World War Two, they didn't realize they were going to have such an impact on the world. They were just doing their job and they were like, oh, there's a problem. Let's do it. War in some ways isn't as weird as it is to say, is an easier thing to uh, acknowledge that there's a problem. Right. Climate change is stuff because it's like a it's really a, uh, an idea. And you don't really see the effects until it's too late. Yeah. So that's why I think it's well, such you know, a great... Well, you know, I've heard the science is unclear on Fox News. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, like... Here's my spiel about that. They say, like, ni- well, the, the, the number is 97% of the scientific community believe that climate change is a man-made issue. Because there's, like, one man. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. It's like exactly. a guy. He gets a lot of interview requests. A ton. A ton. Because <laughs> he is the only person. Exactly. Um, and so, but my whole thing is I'm like, well, why is that? Why do we only have that kind of uh, 
skepticism towards that movement. When if you're like to go to the dentist and they're like, oh, you got to get the tooth removed. You're like, okay. Like you trust that one guy. Right. But 97% of the scientific community says this is happening and it's man-made. And people are like, I don't know. Wow, you're right. I need to start getting like a hundred opinions on all of my medical <laughs> And that so was that my I point. Get like a, yeah, a percentage breakdown. Like actually... Only 94 dentists <laughs> recommended that course of action to me, and also now I am too broke to take it. And they're like, Carmen, I've gone to the dentist 90, 100 times. And they're like, Carmen, you're bleeding. Like, <laughs> 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 you yeah, have two Carmen, your teeth are gone yeah. now, so. <laughs> you look awful. Um, how, uh, you, okay, so you did this project called 24 Hours of Reality yeah. um, this past year. Will you tell us a little bit about that and what that was and how you got involved? Well, I started getting involved in the uh, – environmental movement when I was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. My parents have always been uh, advocates for human rights issues and stuff like that. Like I remember when I was like seven, I did my first PSA for a no nukes campaign. Wow. So my parents oh have my always God. really- That's a Calum deep cut. Amazing. It's a Calum deep cut, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like the second time I was ever on camera. I want to wow. see the footage. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, I killed it. Wow. I killed it. <laughs> I was the bomb. I mean, it launched your career. The <laughs> bomb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I respect it. I appreciate it. So I, so I just always kind of had that mindset about things. I think they just really told me, like, you know, you really can make a difference. See mm-hmm. what you can do. Um, and then when I was in ninth grade, I had this really amazing teacher named Mark Newfeld, and he walked into the social studies class one day and said, "I'm actually not going to teach you the curriculum. I need to talk to you about something that." isn't in the curriculum right now, but it's the greatest challenge you'll ever face. And he taught, literally, we were like... <laughs> Sorry, like, wow, this is like literally a movie. It's like, yeah. fuck the curriculum. Yeah. It's true. He, he like swipes yeah. papers oh, off yes. the desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, this guy's amazing. I'm going to go on a little spiel about him because you're going to yeah. love this. So he literally said that and I was like, everyone's jaws dropped. I'm like, what? Because a teacher, when you're 14, a teacher's never spoken <laughs> yeah. to you like that. Yeah. What yeah. is the challenge? Yeah. Exactly. So we're like, what do you mean? And so he broke it down and kind of explained what climate change was. And we were like, oh, we saw the day after tomorrow. And he's like, okay, forget about that. This is the actual problem. And then he showed us an inconvenient truth the next day. And that whole week, which is the reality show version of the day after tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So he showed us that. And I was immediately shook. Shook and obsessed with trying to solve this crisis because at the end of it, he's like, the question is, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, whoa. It really wasn't a movie. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that's what your teacher said? My teacher, yeah. Oh, my God. So he starts off being like, I have to talk to you about the greatest challenge you'll ever face. And then at the end, he's like, and what are you going to do about it? Seriously, he's amazing. Actually, this is how amazing he is. Like a year later, there was a huge uh, teacher strike in Victoria. I'm Canadian, which is Mm -hmm. why I have these socks on. Wow, those Um, are literal maple maple leaf socks. Just one. For our listeners at home. That's why I wear the socks just so everyone knows where to send me back if they don't send me back. Uh, it's like a medical bracelet. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, go north. Go up. Right. It's uh, like only a Canadian wears these. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Uh, I can't take them off. They smell bad. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So he there was a huge teacher strike going on. And it was, I think it was to help like students that um, are special needs or something. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't even like they're trying to get money. Yeah. And he was so angry about how the government was handling it. Mm-hmm. He walked into class one day and he had a backpack on. He's like, all right, a TA's coming in. Uh, I'm going to go walk down to parliament and I'm going to try to get a meeting with the premier, which is like what? the head of our province, which is like a state in Canada. Yeah. So I were like, okay. And he literally walked down to parliament, which was a long way away. It takes like 20 minutes to Is there to drive a documentary there. about this man? Yeah. 
actually so what he's amazing <laughs> oh my god so where's this going this is gonna it's gonna blow your minds this is the first blowing your mind blowing our mind exactly yeah, yeah. so he uh he we all got out of school later and we're driving home and we see him walking oh down god. the highway oh with his god. backpack on oh my god he gets down to parliament <laughs> no. pitches a tent and just won't leave oh my so suddenly the whole school's like well we got to go see newfeld so yeah. we all go down there we bring him food we like he plays a guitar, so he's like playing the guitar, and we're singing, what? and it's Canada right in front of the, the Parliament best. building. Canada's it, lit. Canada's it's pretty lit. Yeah, it actually is, is pretty this cool. This is wild. So forever, I was like, you have. So he got the meeting with the premier, and they gave him what he wanted. Not him. He doesn't. He didn't get it, but yeah. they gave the school districts what they wanted, which is amazing. Holy crap! And so after that, I was like, you are my hero. So mm-hmm. when I booked the Disney show and started getting a fan base, he called me and. We were talking about stuff because we always talk about big issues together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, so what are you going to do about it? Again. Oh, and God, I was no, like, oh, no. I got to do like something. He's got like a tattoo. Yeah. Pretty much. Now he's running as a, a Green Party candidate in the next uh, provincial election in May. Wow. So I'm really wow. excited. He's going to politics, and I think he's going to kill it. And that is why we have to get public schools. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Because they change the world. They yeah. really do. Wow. They really do. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. I go back all the time to help him campaign. I'm like obsessed with his his campaign that's right amazing. now. That's amazing. Okay, so 24 hours of reality. So that's how this ties into this. Right. <laughs> that was the long that was the really long story. Yeah. So what are you going to do about it? So what are you going to do about it? So I we were nominated for a kids choice award and uh it was on it was during Earth Hour mm-hmm. at the time that the show was on. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to go." And then Disney was like, you have to go. Like, you're nominated. You got to go. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I wore a shirt with uh, Al Gore's Climate Reality Project uh, logo on it. Slay. And I only <laughs> talked about, pretty much. And I only talked about uh, climate change in interviews. Like, I wouldn't talk about the show or the. Or oh, amazing. Else. And so it was great. And luckily, Disney and everyone was really cool about it and respected yeah. it, which was awesome of them. Um, so yeah, and then after that, I, we ended up winning the Kids' Choice Award, so I was like showing off to the cameras and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the next day, I get a tweet from Al Gore being like, hey man, thanks for wearing our logo. Stop, stop. And I was like, what? Because I've been obsessed with him for like 10 years. Yeah, as have we all. As yes. everyone has, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then a week later, he was like, I, wanna, I want you to come out to uh, do a climate reality training program. So I flew out and we met up and had like a 15 minute conversation I pitched him like I want to work with you like how can I what can I do yeah and he never was like, parted ways again we've never parted ways ever since we've been BFFs he's my new roommate are wow. you Al Gore's woke bay or I guess is Al Gore your woke bay what's woke bay what <laughs> how old it's are you no, um, it's your brand woke bay like your it's bae like, who's also woke right so like yeah. someone who's hot but also re- like, no now this about now I sound like a dude <laughs> a woke bay. I like okay. that. I can't believe I've never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, woke bay. Yeah, like if there's like a bunch of people that people call like the woke bay. <clears throat> See, like, we have if a... someone working for a candy company is listening, by the way, f- pretty sure woke bay is like the next candy heart that needs to be made. Yeah. Personal yeah. request. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. That would have done really well. Okay, wait. So before you tell us actually what 24 hours of reality <laughs> was. Yeah. Um, question that we asked. You asked me that 10 minutes ago. No, no. I, I, I'm not going to answer it. I know, but like, there's also like really <laughs> pressing things that I need to know. Like, wh- like we want to know about Al Gore. Yeah, like did, did was there like what? Descri- I, <laughs> I want to ask a question about Al Gore's beard. Did you touch his beard? He was actually pretty clean shaven. Wow. Every time I've seen him. And wow. that was by my request. <laughs> Did you? 
Did Joe and I like, yeah, wow. we're like Al Gore stands. Ooh, I'm fanning myself. I know. Like, well, I said, I was like, he's like the OG, like Hillary Clinton that just like invoked the sadness of America where everyone was like, that's not fair. That's not he invoked fair. a lot of his own sadness too. I think we all need to shout out to Al Gore <laughs> for um, breaking the mold of hegemonic masculinity and being really sad in public for a long time. Yeah. Bless him. Bless was he like so smart that you needed someone to like kind of translate the things he was saying for you? He's that smart and he's also that busy. Like he, he when we when you have a meeting with him in this kind of situation, you sit down and he's on the phone with someone, then has to email someone, and then someone hands him another phone. He uses he's on that and then oh they take God. that and he's like, Calum, great to see you. And he like remembers your name. Aww. I'm like, you you're you're so presidential. Yeah. It's amazing. Ah, what a great man. Wow, history would have really uh yeah. Changed course. But what I love about him the most is his optimism because he really is like the most optimistic guy I've ever met. And he also is just wanting to keep learning. Like he doesn't think of himself as the smartest guy in the room. He tries to be the student yeah. in whatever room he's in. And I really respect that because I think everyone's like, I thought you were the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Al Gore appreciation Yeah, seriously. 24 Hours of Reality was a 24-hour broadcast. I'm just going to say it, what it was. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm never going to say it. <laughs> no, I don't want you to say it. I'm Legally, I'm not allowed to say it. It's Earth, it's it, uh... Earth Hour, so Caleb is only talking about you... Al Gore and climate change. He is not talking about his own projects, Joe. Yeah, Who are you it... legally bound to to not be able to talk about this project? I can't tell you. I can't oh tell you. God. Drew Frost. Drew Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Engineer. Um, go for it. <laughs> no, you go for it. Well, oh, I was gonna ask God. you another question. Oh, um, oh, well, 24 hours of reality. Basically, I, <laughs> I will, I will describe my, it I now. I have a question. Yeah. Have a, my question is, what is 24 hours of reality? Do you know what? I'm really Thank glad you. someone finally brought that up. Yeah. So, <laughs> 24 hours of reality. Basically, it's a 24 hour long broadcast where each hour we targeted one of the uh, top emitting countries in the world, with the 24 top emitting countries in the world, and we had a camera crew there well, interviewing out. people. Yeah, and uh, then we we just stayed up for 24 hours straight. I was tweeting for 24 hours straight, and I was hosting these, like, 10-minute moments mm-hmm. every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we had really cool guests. We had, like, Ryan Reynolds showed up. What? Ed Norton. What? Uh, Jonathan Scott from Property Brothers. What? Who my mom <laughs> was really happy was there. She Aww. was happy about him more than anyone else, even more than Al Gore. She's like, Jonathan Scott's there? <laughs> mom. Yeah, uh, she has a crush. Yeah, we had a lot of great people. And it was really cool. The response was amazing. And it was really cool to see on Twitter how engaged people got. So did you literally at them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah, That's, it was awesome. So it sounds like it was um, very real. It was very real. It was real. And also very savage. Mm-hmm. 24 hours of reality. Yeah. Savage activism. <laughs> savage activism. <laughs> um, how does uh, climate change affect other issues that we're facing right now in this political climate? I think it affects almost every issue because it affects literally every living organism on Earth. I actually have some facts for you. How does it affect me? That's my... How does it affect Carmen? Was that what I was supposed to say? Like, was that... You're actually in the clear. I wanted to tell you that. You're fine. Carmen's good. Yeah. I talked... Climate change does not affect me. I talked to the world and they were like, you're actually good. You're in the clear. Everyone else... I'm actually upset about climate change for the reason where, like, you know... It's the earth warming, but that means that, like, it's been, like, 50 degrees out in the morning in L.A. when I Mm -hmm. go. Makes me very mad and upset. Yeah. Okay, so what are some... (laughs) (laughs) We keep going to insane Um, I just see his head drop every now and then. Drew is a weeping weeping in the (laughs) booth. Right, so issues we're facing right now. How, like, what else does climate change affect? Well, if you're, uh, I mean, it affects 
almost everything in life. But right. some examples mm-hmm. are, because uh, I actually found this one out yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, that if you're into the oceans, like if you like doing anything in the oceans, or just a fan of oceans, uh, the world's oceans are right now losing oxygen. And there was a recent study that found that oxygen levels in worldwide oceans have dipped by more than 2% in the last, cent- in the last century. Damn. Which is a huge deal, because if like a shift in gas levels can alter the entire ecosystem. So that's a really big deal. Um, if you're an animal lover, they actually have now announced that there's the first uh, species to be wiped out by climate change. <gasps> Who? It was this uh, this small she? rodent called Bramble K. And I'm hoping oh, you're that, that right. That sounds really cute. It's, yeah. it's, they were really cute. And they're going to be the first. It, they either just got wiped out or they're about to be wiped out by climate change. Oh, my God. I want to save them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm sad. So that's the thing. I mean, if you, I think the more you research climate change, the more you'll realize that whatever issue you're passionate about, there's right. some element of climate change that is going to affect that issue. Yeah. What are some things people can do every day to help? The biggest thing you can do is to talk about it. Like, if it ever comes up, defend it. Because uh, I think it's like we've seen this in the civil rights movement, in the LGBT movement, that we saw that as soon as people started realizing that you just can't use the N-word or you can't say derogatory things about the LGBT community, as soon as you couldn't say, like, that's so gay, that's when a real shift happened and people Mm -hmm. were like, this is, it's unacceptable to say anything um, negative about that. So I think saying you deny climate change needs to become that unacceptable. Right. Well, we had Amelia Bono, who is the co-founder of Shout Your Abortion, on our show a couple episodes ago, and she said a similar thing about abortion where she said, you know, the biggest thing you can do is just talk about it because she said the exact same thing. She was like, this is what happened with gay rights. Yep. Yeah. You know, like the whole shift happened Create because people, consensus. more people were coming out and being like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Well, is it okay also, I'm just going to ask you for permission yeah. for a thing. Is it okay that I take like a twenty minute shower? <laughs> Caleb? Well, one, you look great. So I'll give you that. <laughs> but I I do think, I mean that's going back to what can you do every day. There's small things that you can do, like you can go uh there's websites you can go onto to, to change your electric bill to mm-hmm. try to get them uh to try to get electricity through renewable energy depending on what area you live in. Uh you can just use renewable coffee mugs and water bottles and just not use disposable objects, especially plastic. Another big thing is eating the right stuff. If you go vegan or vegetarian even one day a week, that's making a huge impact. And I know like eating is a very personal thing. And I think a lot of people get very defensive over that. Like you can't tell me not to that. And it's like, I'm not telling you not to eat meat ever. But if you do reduce it, like Meatless Mondays, I think is an amazing campaign because it is it is a huge factor. I mean, the, the meat industry does create a lot of carbon. Mm-hmm. And I think cutting back is a really, really valuable thing. I don't know if this was going to be a fact that you were going to use to blow our minds. Yeah. But when I became a vegetarian, I did it because I couldn't stop crying. But my <laughs> mom made me read a book about vegetarianism that she later called propaganda because I was like, turns out being a vegetarian is better for you than eating meat. And she was like, throw the book out. Um. In the book, I found out that cows are literally the leading emitting source of methane gas. Yeah. And that blew my mind because that's just, that is unfathomable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally just because we want to eat so much meat slash use so much dairy, there's like all these cows chilling and they're literally, because they are literally chilling, standing relatively still, 
on a farm, there's like a hole in the atmosphere above them. Yeah. Well, also the biggest, I mean, and I would have to fact check this, but I know that like the biggest um, use of water is from farming. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember like during the whole, not that it's not still happening, but the California drought, um, you know, people are saying, yeah, of course, like you should like take shorter showers, don't use the sprinklers, that kind of stuff. But the biggest issue is farming. And it's not an issue. It's like we have to use the water and we have to use water to farm and create these exports. It's like I would rather California use its water for almonds than (laughs) Nestle. Right. But, I mean, that's just. Also, Calum, is it better or worse that when I do buy bottled water, it is imported from the French Alps? (laughs) What? Again, you look great. So whatever you're doing, (laughs) just keep doing it. I'm just saying. Is it, like, better than drinking, like, Arrowhead that's from California? That feels really offensive to me. You know, I actually don't know. I have no, I don't know the answer on that. I do know the plastic is the problem. Right. Some of the, some Evian comes in glass. What? That's true. You're not supposed to use water bottles at all. Even though I know you love Evian. I have two reusable water bottles. I'm just... No, I know. She, like, really loves Evian. You're the I... only person I know who has, like, a personal attachment to... Really? ...a water bottle brand. I, I Is this... Do. Is this show being paid for by Evian? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's, no, no. there's a sponsor a walking in right now. Like which... yeah. yeah, there's like a bunch of men in suits behind us. Like, I just want permission to do some of the things that I do. Like, is it okay that in order to get hot water in my bathroom, I have to run the kitchen sink at the same time? So I have to run both sinks. Oh my! Is that true? Is that a problem in your? Yes, it's really? like a weird thing in my house. So, like, in order for us to, like, in order for me to wash my face in the bathroom at night, I have to run the kitchen sink on hot, and then I have to run the bathroom sink. To That's get insane. The hot water. Carmen in the... just wants explicit permission from you yes. to like do these things. From you, Al Gore's like wonderkin. I just. Just want to. Well, like, I, I need you to say like Carmen. I accept you as my own. <laughs> I see you as woke, even though you take a twenty-minute shower and you have yeah. to run two sinks to wash your face, and sometimes you buy Evian. But you're veggie. That's good. I've been a vegetarian a for like, and that's the thing. Years. It's all compromise. Yeah, and it's all um, it's baby steps. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is you don't have. To, I think one of the problems that the environmental movement faces is some people think that you have to be a purist. So they're like, I yeah. don't want to jump on it because I do this or I do that. It's like, well, you don't have to be a purist to join it's, the. It's the almost like movement. progressive purity is impossible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and every. I mean, man, you you do anything. You go to the bathroom, you use the water. It's like, well, you probably shouldn't do that, but you have to. You're washing your hands. Yeah. Uh, so it's really just all in proportion. And I think going back to like just talking about it and always being aware of it, I think if you just wake up each day trying your best, that's a that's going to make a huge impact on the world. Because if everyone on the planet did that, the world would be a much more uh, yeah. renewable, friendly place. And if you look at a lot of brands, too, I mean, every brand is advertising as the greenest brand <laughs> right. in their industry or whatever. So it's clear that it's like your wallet is really a, a weapon to help protect the planet. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we had such a good time playing uh, Blow Alexis's Mind with Blow Alexis, Alexis Gizal, uh that we're going to bring it back, but as Blow, Blow Alexis's Mind. We're going to flip the script a little bit and let Calum educate us, so he's going to read us some and dark facts about climate mind. change and see if he can Blow Alexis's Mind. So Calum's going to read us some cool. facts, and we're going to like be shook, basically. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Ready to shake like a leaf. Have a, a change of pants available. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the first fact is NASA announced that 2016 was the hottest year in 137 years of record keeping and the third in a row to take the number one slot. <gasps> <gasps> what was that? I'm sorry. That was 
is her. She's mild. I will say Carmen is mildly shook. Blow, Blow the boss. I feel like I should say it in a darker tone. So I feel like since it's like scientific yeah, facts. Get I should, yeah, get ominous. Yeah, sorry. ominous. We're spewing <laughs> 110 million tons of heat-trapping global warming pollution every 24 hours into the atmosphere. Oh, my God. Oh my god, this yeah. is like a trailer for like the end of the world. Well, my mind is blown. Totally. By both these facts and your ominous voice. It's oh, really thank good. You. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, can you keep doing it? Yeah, you bet. Okay. <laughs> Blow the boss This is a really long one, so it's gonna take I might I might have to take a breath. The accumulated amount of man-made global warming pollution that's up in the atmosphere now traps as much extra heat as what would be released by 400,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs exploding every 24 hours, 365 days a year. That is truly mind-blowing. That's the fact that blew my mind when I took the training camp and I found that out. That that really messed me up. That, I'm yeah. like actually shook, as in like I need to be stabilized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's shaking like leaf. <laughs> I am shaking wow. like Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. That is horrible. It's pretty bad. But but you know, while saying that though, I'll tell you. How about I tell you some cool facts okay, that are going to yeah. be positive? Because I think that sometimes we get so caught up in. You know, we hear so and so's a that the world is literally burning itself to death. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, that we're like days away from a nuclear the winter. Earth is our dumpster fire. Like we're all act. We are all living in a dumpster fire. Exactly, and I think that is. I mean, I think it, I think that's one of the problems. I think sometimes people think that it's hopeless when I'm. I only try to look at the articles of what good things people are doing in the right. world about it because for every one person that's you know denying it and it's causing craziness and chaos uh there's a lot of people in this country and in every country in the world doing unbelievable things and i just think that we just it doesn't it's not trending news that's the problem yeah so the news is is talking about it but it's just not it's not as good a headline being like, like this for guy every did a great thing. scott pruitt there's a calem worthy oh wow that's actually the name of my next book <laughs> Well, like, this is actually pretty cool. I found this out recently, that there's enough solar energy that reaches the Earth every hour to fill all the world's energy needs for an entire year. What the... What? Yeah. Oh, no. Mind blown. No, my God. My mind blown. That is so cool. But also, and so we just need to actually harness it? We need to harness it, and we need to... What would you say is the best kind of harness for... um... Like Like parachuting? (laughs) <laughs> like a literal harness like for okay well this we don't for harnessing solar energy would that be like huge panels all over the place yeah really well at the moment really high tech solar panels but they're getting better every single day like the technology is is happening so rapidly actually this is a really cool thing the number of green jobs in the u.s has climbed to 90 percent in the last 12 months wow so when people are talking about like obama you know around the world every country is wanting more jobs after this huge recession we had i think it's like well this this is the greatest job opportunity of all time i think Yeah. yeah well you know who really knew that Al Gore? Hillary? Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's going to be Al Gore or Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, actually, probably both. Yeah, Yeah, definitely both. Yeah. 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 And that was the UN that actually said that. Wow. Which is amazing. Mm. 
<sighs> this is all just making me so upset because Have it's like made... facts that the current administration rejects. Doesn't believe in yet. And it's amazing how many huts I see pictures of with solar panels yes. on it. It's like the most high tech hut, and I think it's so awesome. Like that's I don't know, that's yeah. the stuff that makes me like. Super excited. He's smiling and so big right now. I'm really first. smiling. I, I get so excited about that stuff. Oh I just think it's like, this, is, this is amazing. Yeah. I just think it's, I honestly think it's the greatest time to be alive because it's going to be such an amazing challenge. And I think that if we play our cards right, it could be the greatest thing that ever happened to That's us. That's really wow. nice to hear because we, like, co- I mean, are just constantly drowning in, the, like, yeah. these news stories and these headlines that are every day. It's like a friggin', like, cyclone of nightmarish headlines. Yeah. And so, it, right. you know, it is good to think of it in the frame of, like, and I, I mean, I think of it this way, too, is like I never thought like 10 years ago, I would have never thought that I would have gotten into like politics or, you know, anything like this. And this is now something that I like is like at the core every, of what I want to do. Every waking thought. Right. And, yeah. And that's the great thing. I mean, I think that with whatever challenge you face um, and whether it's politics, I mean, I'm, I'm Canadian. So I, I you know, I, I try not to comment too much on American politics as I'm, you know. It's not my country, so I. I well, I, let it roll. Come yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm relax. Very, I know. Kayla. I'm so. I'm so Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stereotype myself. Um, but you know, we, we've definitely faced that in Canada, especially around um, people denying climate change. And it just it seems like, from what I can tell, there's always more to the story. And I just I just hope that eventually people come around. Do you have any more facts for us? Blow um, do I have any more facts? Are you out of them? Be, be honest. Yeah, because no, that's like tough. No, I have I have a lot of facts. I just, I, <laughs> it's okay if you only know three facts. I know three Everybody facts. Everybody knows that's we it. have the most facts. <laughs> well, I just, I think I just really want to emphasize that this is like a very exciting time. Because I think, yeah. I think so much of the time I, all my friends seem like they're always so uh, sad about the issue. And I mean, I think it's the biggest, uh, the renewable energy is definitely the biggest uh job opportunity we've ever faced and i th- i think also and also the the, be- the best thing is that two-thirds of it is supposed to be in the private sector which means we're actually in control of it so hmm. whatever yeah. any government anywhere in the world says la la. we can actually uh, make a difference and i think you know local doing things locally really matters as well and yeah. i think sometimes we forget about that yeah. Okay. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for being here. This was really amazing. Oh, this is awesome. This is so fun. I'm gonna close this. Oh my god. Yeah. He brought. He's our first guest to date to bring a laptop, dun, which dun, was dun, 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 amazing. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I'm. I honestly like. I'm. I know. I, I keep being so serious about it, but I'm. I'm happy about it at the same time. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm so passionate about this issue that I just don't want to say anything that's not the right thing. So I'm no, always, I know. I'm always like paranoid. I'm like, oh, I hope I get it right because I just. I really. I really. Imposter syndrome. Wow, that is literally what imposter syndrome is. It's like you're sitting over here with your your uh, Al Gore approved computer PowerPoints. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're doing amazing things, and I'm happy that you you know are using your platform to talk about this and everything. I think it's really great. I'm so grateful that you guys brought me on to talk about it because it's not you know I I think that uh, I think solar is sexy, and I think that it's cool that you guys think so too. Put it on a crop top. I'll yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're getting crop tops. Okay, Caleb, thank you so much for being here. You can watch Caleb on – you have so many things coming out. You have uh, – Cassandra French is finishing school on the Audience Network, which is out on full screen or yep. will be on full screen. Every Friday. Right. Uh, Lo- the Lost Generation show on Go90. Yep. Bodied, which you were telling me about, is a rap oh, right. battle movie, which I cannot wait to see. It's amazing. The director is Joseph Kahn. I want to give him a huge shout-out because he is one of the best directors out there right now. Oh my god! But are I, you gonna rap for us? Uh, you know, okay. Here's the thing about okay, like if I okay if I were just like 
like thinking about things in a global sense. Me rap. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to riff until we run out of time. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad for Stalin. Uh, and he also has a Netflix show coming out, which I'm really excited about true. as well. Cool. It's the fullest house. <laughs> Actually, it's the Canadian version. It's full who's. Full who's. <laughs> That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Go to a town hall and tell your representatives how to save the environment. Go to townhallproject.com to find your rep's next town hall and go to bit.ly slash go number two town to download the Sierra Club's guide to asking the right questions. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. Special thanks to Kalem Worthy, Shilpa Joshi, and Drew, our sound engineer. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us.